There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Jim, how are you today? Doing good, sir. Doing good. How was your weekend? Good well, one? Well, you know, I was wondering what else we could fit into this weekend. I mean, we had <laughs> almost the toppling of uh, Russia, the breakout of World War III, um, you know, Donald Trump uh, coming out and saying that, uh, you know, <laughs> there's no chance that they're going to steal 2024. I was just waiting for everything else to, to happen. It was hell going to freeze over, right? Like should have had the aliens then. Should have had the aliens. I landing. know, like there's no alien stuff. Jeez, I mean, no. but uh, you know, I wanted to start with this the the Russia, yeah, the Russia thing. So Russia, Russia, Russia. Okay. You know, I, I had um, I, I was invited to speak on some uh, some really big platforms this weekend. I, I declined them because. Um, on Twitter spaces, there's a lot of things that um, are set. So uh, th- there's one big Twitter space with uh, Mario. And this is uh, actually, I was kind of mad that I got invited to speak on the space. And right. Elon Musk showed up. Oh. And so I would have been in the space with Elon Musk, which would have been really cool. Uh, but I, I declined. And the reason I declined is because I knew enough, but I didn't know enough. Right. Right. And what happens in those spaces is people tend to um, try to figure out what's happening while it's happening without enough In real time. Right. Yeah. And so in a lot of people that you get in there is you uh, – like I, I've been in this space with the former Ministry of Infrastructure of Ukraine um, with right. uh, you know, top-line you know, mainstream media reporters in Russia and Ukraine and uh, you know, then British news and journalists and people like this. And everybody has their different perspective. There's like the – the non-conspiratorial worldview of geopolitics, right? There's the, you know, the, the what do they call it? The vanilla worldview, if you want to look at it like that. Right. Then there's the conspiratorial worldview, but is not like conspiracy-driven like us, but kind of like, hey, you know, the the U.S. is driving this. And so I decided to kind of just take in some information, look what was going on, and see what's going on. And so right. I, I I figured it out, Gene. I, 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 I got it all figured out. Uh-oh. I, I, I know what's going on. Here it comes. <laughs> well, Someone we, had a coupon and... Oh, wait. Is this a oh, coupon yeah, no, thing? Someone had a two coupon. For one? <laughs> well, you know, as uh, Igor Shushko says here on Twitter, if you want to know what happened this weekend in Russia, this is what happened. Russian armed forces placed... Oh, so I, oh yeah. Nope. My bad. Wrong one. I was, okay. I was looking for another one. But basically what he was saying is he was saying that um, some guys in Russia didn't like some other guys in Russia. Some defenders of Russia didn't like heroes of Russia. The heroes of Russia tried to kill the defenders of Russia. The defenders of Russia tried to kill the heroes of Russia. Um, then the hero <laughs> of Russia decided to kill the defender of Russia. And then the hero of Belarus gave immunity to the defender of Russia, which the hero of Russia allowed the immunity of the defender of Russia. It, 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 so it's one big mix, right? Mm. But yeah. there, there was an interesting thing that came out this weekend. Russian armed forces <laughs> That wasn't trucks. the interesting part. Well, no, no, this. 
So yeah. there's a big reports coming out that Russian armed forces placed trucks packed with explosives at four Zaporozhye reactors. Um, this is from the head of Ukrainian Defense Intelligence Agency. Russia had completed preparations for a terrorist attack on the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant, according to the Budunov news statement. According to him, equipment explosives have been placed near four of the six reactors. Also, according to him, the cooling pond of the nuclear plant is mined. Without cooling the nuclear reactors, the meltdown within 10 hours and 14 days. Uh, he believes that the Russian Federation will be able to raise the voltage in the power lines of the plant, which would lead to a nuclear accident in a short time. Um, this comes mm -hmm. after Senators Lindsey Graham and Senator Blumenthal, a Democrat and a Republican, induced bipartisan resolution declaring Russia's use of nuclear weapons or destruction of an occupied Zaporozhye nuclear power plant in Ukraine to be an attack on NATO requiring invocation of NATO Article 5. Okay, so what does this all mean? Yeah. Um, people are being played here, okay? Yeah. And so I wrote this last night. It's kind of long, but I got enough time. I'm going to go through it. Right? Ask yeah, yourself go, go, go. a simple question. What would Russia have to gain by conducting a terrorist attack on a nuclear facility that they already control? The implications of such an action would spark World War III and turn this war nuclear. Russia might be arrogant, semi-totalitarian, but Putin and his team are not stupid. Russia doesn't want a global war. So who has to benefit from this? Ukraine? the U.S. and Western globalists. Do, do you remember the 16-year plan? 2016, mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton was supposed to win the election. The rhetoric right. with Russia and the missile defense shields threats were an instigation of a territorial battle and an aggressive expansion of NATO. This would have ultimately led to conflict if Clinton won, especially after the Ukrainian coup of 2014 and the Crimea annexation. The 16-year plan, eight years of Obama, eight years of Clinton, was a globalist plot to implement the global government by elimination of countries that resisted through biowarfare and nuclear war. Trump won and delayed the Western globalist plans by four years. 2020 marked the first sequence of events that sparked the return of this plan with the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic. This helped the deep state circumvent the U.S. election laws and take the 2020 election through massive flooding of illegitimate votes, which, yes, there are verifiable evidence of this, and many of them have been trashed and thrown out since then. Once the deep state got back control over the U.S. military institutions, Putin had no choice but to take a stand, but only after the establishment of various economic factors were set into motion. This was using the BRICS nations and the economic expansion of the New Silk Road to their advantage. Knowing that other countries were being coerced and forced into economic acceptance of the Western led global order these smaller countries bonded together to reassure russia that any moves they make will be insured with economic support basically making u.s sanctions the primary economic weapon null and void ukraine has been the center for various illicit activities of globalists for a long time from money laundering human trafficking arms trafficking to the development of off-grid biochemical and nuclear weapons with the rise of neo-Nazis in Ukraine funded by the U.S. CIA in the mid-2000s, the, the overthrow of Yanovich, uh, who was pro-Kremlin and wanted to strengthen ties with Russia, the fighting in the Donbass, and the potential NATO alliance created a scenario where Putin had little choice. The West wanted to re-spark the tensions previous, previous to Trump's victory and bring about a war with Russia. Ukraine was the prime spot. The latest developments of the Russian coup have Western intelligence written all over them. Hard to prove at this moment, 
It, uh, from what it we can tell, is that Wagner soldiers were specifically targeted in Ukraine to exploit internal Russian corruption and force Prozhen to make a move due to heavy losses and inadequacies of support by the Russian military. Putin moved to get Wagner soldiers to sign a defense ministry contract, which Prozhen saw as an attempt to overthrow his authority. Followed by a back-end attack on Wagner soldiers that appeared to be Russian-led, this prompted the current coup attempt. Fortunately, Russia, uh, for Russia, Lukashenko, a Bel- uh, Belarus, stepped in and negotiated the withdrawal. With a Russian coup failure, the West is against the wall. They are drained of money and resources, Ukraine is taking heavy losses, and NATO cannot kinetically get involved without being perceived as the provocateurs. Western leaders are concerned about the support of the war being derailed due to the length of the ongoing conflict and the massive amount of disinformation being propagated by the mainstream media. This would ultimately end up with negotiations where Russia has the upper hand in the Western military power base, walks away defeated, and the globalist plans faltered. Removal of Russia ousting Putin is critical to their plan. So who has the benefit from a terrorist event like the bombing of a terrorist attack on the Zaraprahosha power plant? The West. The West does. Mm-hmm. And if Blumenthal and Graham are any example, utilizing NATO Article 5 to get involved in this war, this is what they want all along. But Jim, why do they need Putin out of the way? Because he's, he's got it. I mean... I think him and I think there's a lot more to play here on the back side of this. I mean, why are they so afraid of him? Because he's got it. He knows what's going on. He's the difference maker, and he's not the bad guy that everybody keeps painting him out to be. Not that he isn't pro-Russia. He's pro-Russia. I get that. I'm pro-American. All right. But at the same time, he's not pro. He's not anti-human. And what we're finding is all these other you know lunatics out here that are doing all this stuff obviously don't care. They want to destroy humanity. And keep it in slavery, where it seems like there's another group of people, <clears throat> the group we're talking about that are so bad, um, that they're wanting to set everybody free. They're wanting to put things back to the way they used to be. And this was far before the elites actually took over. And especially the 16-year plan thing. We can do this. We can get it. We'll be all right. Well, what if I told you that the reason Uh-oh. they want to stop Putin now is because of 2024? Yeah. And yeah, they got a week. We're going to take a break here in a second. But when we get from back from the break, I'm going to lay it all out for everybody from all things right. that Donald Trump has been saying. And we know to potential deals that were being made. We're going to lay it all out. Why 24, 24 is crucial. They need Putin on the way for it. We'll be right back with more Dark Lecture right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. What doesn't kill you makes you All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. And yep. I wanted to lay this all out for everybody, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Because this is so critically important to understand. Mm-hmm. How did Donald Trump win in 2016? He overwhelmed the system. There was we were we were too overwhelming for what they thought was a standard fifteen percent cheat, and they could get away with it. And the fifteen percent cheat got overwhelmed, which was a standard spreadsheet uh, algorithm they put into the boxes. And he, Trump just overwhelmed them. He well, didn't barely beat Clinton. Twenty sixteen, they used they didn't they didn't normally use they used ballot harvesting, but they didn't use right. the same tactics they used in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty two. Okay, they yeah. used a software called Hammer and Scorecard, which was developed by the CIA and utilized to overthrow third world countries. They just used it in Brazil, like, just a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, they renewed so, their uh, their monthly subscription. They're right. <laughs> now, are, are you going to run this software from the United States? No. Can't. No. W- where are you going to run this software from? Well, we're going to say the Eastern Bloc. I, right. I would say somewhere in close proximity to Russia right. to where if it gets caught, somehow, some way got caught, you can spoof Russian IP addresses and blame it on Russia, right? <laughs> yeah. So is there like a, a country mm. close to Russia that you could run that software Ukraine. from? Ukraine. Ukraine. Now, let me ask you, you this. The... Were there any right. large Democrat-controlled cybersecurity companies... Running or, uh, servers out of Ukraine. CrowdStrike or... CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike? Where was yeah. the CrowdStrike server located? Uh, it was in the nuclear uh, plant. No, no, Didn't no. Didn't they find... No, no. no wait. It was in Nuka, uh, Burisma. Oh, Burisma, yeah. <laughs> I knew that so was so you have Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, and John Kerry's son, all on the board right. of directors of a company... Of which CrowdStrike, who works for the DNC, has a server at Burisma. 
that's running a software to steal the election in 2016 for Hillary Clinton in close proximity to Russia, basically spoofing Russian IP addresses. At the same time, you have Hillary Clinton in 2015-2016 producing dangerous rhetoric about putting weapon defense shields and nuclear defense shields up in Poland and in Ukraine against Russia, expanding NATO's uh, uh, geographical territory towards Russia, which is prompting basically war. You remember Russia during that time was going to leave all the nuclear proliferation treaties. They didn't care about the United States, and they said this, this right. will cause war. Okay. Now, fast forward to 2019 when Zelensky becomes president in Ukraine. Okay. Okay, Donald Trump is on a phone call with Zelensky. Right. Right? And Donald Trump mentioned something that he was impeached for, but he claims was a perfect phone call. Do you remember what he mentioned? Oh, could you look into Burisma? He said, he said, President Zelensky, do you have the server? You know, CrowdStrike, Burisma. <laughs> and Zelensky <laughs> replies back and says, why, yes, Mr. President, I do have the silver. He goes, great. I'd love to get that over to our guys to take a look at. Right. This is when they freaked out and impeached Donald Trump because of it. Why? Because they knew what was on the server. Right. Now, let yeah. me ask you this. Go back to 2016. Why didn't the software work? It did for the first half of the election. The software worked for the first half of the election. On right. election night, okay? The software worked for the first half, and then it was shut down, and Donald Trump, by the middle of the night, flew up in the lead and defeated Hillary Clinton. Why did the software stop working? I don't know. I didn't know that one. That's a new because one Because Russia shut it down. Oh, Really? So, when they say that Russia colluded with Donald Trump to win the 2016 election, they're not wrong. Right. But it wasn't colluding to steal the election. It was Russia stopping the Democrats from stealing the election because Putin knew that if Hillary Clinton got in, the New World Order would be here because Russia was in no position to fight a war, especially a nuclear war during that time. So Putin knew that he had to do something, and he went in there, they went in there and stopped that server from operating by, I think they, uh, from what I gathered, is they hacked it, because Russia would right. have possession of the server. What I got is Russia does have a copy of the server, and that was actually given to Donald Trump in a soccer ball at the Holinsky Summit. Okay? Right, and I knew that there was, the technology was transferred between... That that in the soccer ball, but I didn't realize they had shut it down in the midnight or in the middle yes, of the night. They or had middle shut of the it down middle of the election, and that's why Donald Trump won. They wanted to give them ample time to know that their software was working, that nobody was interfering, have them give this feeling of confidence because apparently right. they had a tact team all ready to go in there. But what they did is they shut it down exactly at the time where they knew by the time they get there, Donald Trump would have taken the lead and all the critical states were called. It was over. Right. So how did Putin collaborate with Donald Trump? Where was the actual collusion done? Oh, good question. Because we know yeah. that Donald Trump didn't have direct connections and ties to Russia, but the Democrats made it up. Remember the P Mueller investigation impeachment number oh, one? Oh, did he, did he turn on the Democrats? Was he supposed to be on their side? 
And they double did he double cross him? Something like this. But but what we have to understand is why they went after Trump initially in 2016 with the Mueller investigation and then impeachment number one. The reason is is because they knew Russia shut down the server. And then so right. they knew that Trump had to have been working with Russia. Okay? So that's right. why they went after Donald Trump. But they couldn't really reveal too much information because they, they knew that Russia them. had shut down their server and all this stuff, and their collusion would have been brought forth. So they had to do it kind of inconspicuously. So what did they do? They created fake evidence of a dossier to go after Trump with. This right. was the misdirection to keep them away from the Burisma server and all of this information. And this time, Trump's just sitting there going, sure, dude, keep it up. Who yeah. did they go after first and foremost in the Trump administration? Number one person. What do you mean? Oh, um, Manafort, wasn't it? Nope, nope. Number one person they first went after when Trump got inaugurated. They went after him on Inauguration Day, two FBI agents. It was Junior, wasn't it? Two FBI agents I'm at the White House sat down and interviewed this guy oh. specifically. Uh, you're, talking about, you're talking about the general. General Michael Flynn. Yep. Now, why is General Michael Flynn very important in this? Because the charges brought up to on him were basically violations of FARA, the Foreign uh, Agent Registration Act, where if you're talking and communicating with a foreign oh. government... That you so there was register. a bit of truth to that. So who was he working with? So under the Flynn Intelligence The Russians. Group, no, he was working with Turkey. Edrigan. Oh. Erdogan. Oh, God dang it. They were trying to get... A exiled former Turkey leader who right. created genocide in Turkey, who Barack Obama gave immunity to in Pennsylvania. They were trying to get him back to Turkey, and Flynn was working with Erdogan to do that. Right. Now, who is er- uh, Turkey Erdogan's good friend? Tell me. Vladimir Putin. No. <laughs> so Come Vladimir on. Putin proxied through Turkey through Mike Flynn previous to the election. Mike Flynn had the plan. All he had to do is carry it forth with Donald Trump. And so that's and so that's why. Oh, I get it now. That does make a little more sense. Now we understand they were why they were accurate in their assumption of charges, but yet they were they didn't have all the evidence. Well, no, they couldn't. They couldn't go after the actual evidence because the actual evidence would have brought would up their them. own collusion. Right, right. So okay, they had to create you. fake evidence and go after him. And Donald Trump knew this, and he knew that he could expose it after the fact to show how corrupt they actually were. So wow. now we know the setting. Okay. Yeah. 2018 happens. They start with this ballot steal thing. They get a few of the governor's houses. They take over a few of the states. 2020, they utilize the pandemic to have the Secretary of State go out there within various different critical states, bellwether states, bellwether counties, and, and change the election rules unconstitutionally so that they can ballot harvest and basically throw a whole bunch of illegitimate ballots in there and steal the 2022 But election. then that exposes them, showing that they were the ones that were tied to the establishment deep state. So this was actually probably the greatest grassroots fire that goes underneath and gets all the evil out. There, this is actually pretty there, smart. There you go. So number one, it's the 2020 election shows how their methodology of cheating at a grand scale for a presidential election with a very popular president, what they would have right. to go through, okay? 
But in order to do that, they had to have the pandemic. Okay? Mm. They couldn't have done it without the pandemic. But we had to let them do the pandemic so they could we could expose them for the medical the medical governmental voting tyranny money tyranny. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. We had to go through all this. We had to do it. it, It's the birth pains. And so now the next part, twenty twenty two election. Right. They did try to steal the twenty twenty two election. Dude, we won the house and we just barely lost the Senate. Right. Which means that their ability to steal the votes through mail-in ballots isn't yeah. working anymore. And in 2024, Trump's going to ballot harvest because he said it's legal. We're going to be right back with the yeah. Dr. Light Show. I'm going to break this all down. I'm going to tell everybody what's happening here and how this is going to move into 2024 and how we're going to get our country back. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to, uh, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. And Jim, I know this is a long story, but it's a story no, that it's one good. day will be told. And I believe that the people deserve to know because I am the... We got to know the history. Well, we got to know the history. Gloom and I like to give a little bit of hope when I can find it. You know? All right. Yeah. So, kind of like rushing into everything that we have here is between 2017 to 2024, we're in the, what I call the age of, you can't tell the people, you have to show them, right? And so what do we have happening since 2020, 2022, is everything is being unveiled. All the rhinos, all the neocons are are showing their colors against Donald Trump. People who are not loyal to Donald Trump are showing their true colors. They're all being ousted, right? Well, even Pence. I mean, Pence pa- oh, got pants, Pence. right? DeSantis. Everybody was thinking he was going to be the hero of the moment, right? He had that time, and then boy, right. boom, he, he didn't. Mike Pompeo, so. uh, Bill Barr, everybody he brought into his administration, he showed, hey, I gave these guys a chance to do something good for the American people, and they all betrayed you, me, and everybody else. Okay, so we have basically the, the big movie that was played out. The big movie is that it's scripted. Why? Because if you know the sequence of events that are about to happen, then you know the reactions that people are going to have and how people, the audience, is going to react to those people. So we just saw this great unveiling. Mm-hmm. Now, think about this. They, the globalists, the elitists, uh, the deep state... Who are the right. two people, the two most dangerous people in the world right now? To them. Uh, two most dangerous? Yep. Oh, dude, that's crazy. I just look up on my Twitter feed, and there's a picture right there of the two most dangerous people. <laughs> oh, wait. I got to look at my Twitter feed. My Twitter feed don't have that. Oh. Vladimir right, you have to tell Putin me. and Donald Trump. Oh, you think they're the most dangerous? Those two are the most powerful and dangerous people in the world right now. Wow. So why is so? I want everybody to kind of bring this into perspective. Everything I just said the first half of the show, you have to take that into context. 
Number one is the, the Americans had to take back the idea of information. They had to get back the domain of information to, to control the narrative. Not to control it, but to create the actual real narrative and remove that from the mainstream media. We have absolutely done that since 2017. We now own the news and the media. Um, CNN, I mean, is getting under a million views an episode where you know Joe Rogan's getting you know 40 million a week. Um, so we now control the news and the media. That's the beautiful thing. People are waking up. They they cannot run an operation without us knowing instantaneously what's going on. Like this whole Russia is going to blow up the Zaporozhia nuclear power plant. And all of a sudden, right. immediately when this gets said by Ukrainian and U.S. intelligence, no, it's not. It's the U.S. Nope, it's the U.S. U.S. is going to do it. It's the U.S. It's a false flag. Now they can't do it. <laughs> like, you, you understand the power of controlling yeah. that information? Okay. No, it's awesome. So Donald Trump really said the, fi- the final battle, he said this a few weeks ago, the final battle is 2024. Okay? That is the final battle. Now, they gave warnings to Donald Trump. I talked about the symbolic warnings they gave to Donald Trump. The the first indictment came on the 42nd anniversary of Ronald Reagan's assassination attempt. The first arraignment came on the 55th anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, assassination. These were warnings from the deep state that Donald Trump, do not move forward. We will come after you. Obviously, they came over with another indictment about the classified records case. They are trying to put him away and shut him down. Why are they so afraid of this man? And then they're trying to, they're willing to go to a nuclear war with Vladimir Putin over a, a eastern region of Ukraine that the Russia already controls and was Russian people, who those people of those regions already voted to lead Ukraine. Right. Has, the United States has no geopolitical authority whatsoever internationally to do anything over there, and they're willing to go over the nuclear war over this. Why? Because it has nothing they to have do to. with Ukraine. They would rather kill us all than do, that's what they're doing. So they'd rather Jim, kill us all. Good. It's all about 2024. Yeah. Now, the clock is ticking. It's the final the, countdown. In oh, 2024, sorry. the Democrats, the deep state, cannot steal the election through the overwhelming of illegitimate ballots like they did in 2020. The reason is, is that a lot of states have already ruled through the Supreme Court that the Secretary of State can no longer change the rules of elections in a national emergency to suit their own needs. But instead, that has to go through the House of Representatives, the Parliament and the Congress. And that has even happened in blue states. Right. Okay, so a pandemic is not going to change the ability for them to do early mail-in voting, all this. Ballot harvesting has been ruled constitutional. Donald Trump coming out and said, we're going to ballot harvest. If they're doing it, we're going to do it. Mail-in early voting. The Republicans were doing it in 2022. Didn't Kennedy say something along this line, too? Yeah. So, what's a couple of these guys like, well, if they can harvest, we can harvest. That's right. So we're going to utilize the same tactics to basically overwhelm the voters, the votes in 2024, which means that the Democrats lose that benefit. So what becomes the only option for them in 2024 to steal the election, Jim? They got to shut the whole thing down. Well, there's two. Don't they? They got to shut the whole thing down and make sure the election doesn't happen or B, steal it with hammer and scorecard. 
but we already know that's what they're playing. There's got to be something else they're playing out there. Hammer and so scorecard, the, what's the elevated? Go ahead. Who is the only one, the one country that can shut that down? Russia. Anywhere in the world, Russia. Yep. And the Russia, so, ha- they, see, they've been blaming a lot of things on Russian hackers a lot lately, too. They absolutely you know, they've talked about because they're setting the precedence. Yep. They can set the narrative. They keep telling you over and over and over and over. And then all of a sudden, here comes a sledgehammer. Bam! Oh, yeah, That's it was right. Russia. What? So they only have two methodologies to steal this election. They either need a national emergency of which they can uh, implement new rules, but the Secretary of State can't do it. It has to be the actual Congresses of the states, which is going to be a problem for them to try to implement this. Or they have to steal it digitally, like they just did in Brazil. Right. Okay, like they just did in Brazil against Bolsonaro. And here's the thing, is Bolsonaro, Brazil, was a test. Bolsonaro is a friend with Putin. He's allies with Putin. Right? Yeah. So they wanted to see if Putin, being caught up in the war, would stop Hammer and Scorecard from being used in Brazil. There's no way. See, Jake Sullivan went to Brazil quite literally during the election to oversee it to make sure that it all happened. And Putin didn't shut it down. So do you think they feel confident going into 2024? If they have Putin under wraps, if they have Putin taken care of through warfare, do you think that they think he's going to interfere with the U.S. election again by shutting down their server that's going to steal the election? Nope. You don't think he's going to do it? I think he will. Or they don't think he's going to. I think what, huh? they know, uh, what they want is they need to stop Putin. Hence why, Jim, they right. just formed a coup in Russia. And people are like, well, you know, Josh, it's like good evidence that, that was the us. United States was, was not involved in this. Listen. Wagner, that was us. Wagner PWC, okay? Right. The U.S. through proxy in Ukraine has been heavily targeting Wagner specifically. Why? Wagner isn't military. They're a private company, which means that they yep. have to hire people. People have to be recruited and brought onto their teams and trained, but they eventually have to want to fight the war. They can quit at any time. Yep. Okay? So when you heavily target this mercenary group and they take big losses, nobody wants to go work for them. So what, what Protoskin does is he goes back to the Russian Ministry of Defense and says, hey, you guys got to give us more ammunition, better stuff to fight these people with because they're demolishing us, and you have to get us better intelligence. <coughs> and Russian Ministry of Defense says, no, no. Well, Protoskin knew that Shogu was corrupt, that he was funneling money off the top, which is pretty normal for that part of the world where they funnel money off the top for themselves. And so he's like, hey, Putin, you need to remove this guy. And Putin's like, no, that's not going to happen. How about we have the uh, Wagner soldiers sign a contract with the Russian military? That way they'll no longer be targeted. Right. And Poroshkin says, no, 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 that's going to undermine my authority. And so then all of a sudden there was this attack on Wagner that came from behind where the Russian troops were. And Poroskin believed that Russia was trying to eliminate his troops. So that's why he went in there and started taking over Russia. Well, guess what? Most likely what you're going to find out through the intelligence is that that Wagner PMC group was not taken out by Russia, but instead by, you can guess it, I'm not going to say it, 
<laughs> by somebody else. Right. And it was made to look like it was Russia. To prompt Proshkin, who was being basically under an op of psychological warfare, to do what he did and to formulate that coup. But we're lucky that Lukashenko in Belarus stepped in and stopped right. it. So this was a coup attempt by the intelligence agencies of the West. MI5, um, you got the CIA, you got the Mossad that tried to overthrow Vladimir Putin, and it failed. Okay? So that shows you that our intelligence apparatus isn't as, quote-unquote, powerful as it really thought it was. Well, that's pretty darn powerful to be able to formulate a coup with one of the top ranking business slash military leaders in Russia. That, that's pretty powerful, okay? Right. Um, they, they, they did, they had everything going for them. What they did not expect was Vladimir Putin to catch on and see what was happening and to for Perushkin and Lukashenko to actually come to an agreement. That is what they did not expect. Okay? Wow. So, yeah. Oh, man, another commercial break. Okay, we're going to go to a yeah. commercial break. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show right after this. Hey, guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. Yeah. Okay, so 
let me lay this out 2024. Okay. So with all of these things that are incredibly dynamic unfolding. Trump knows that 2024 is the final battle. It's either we win and take back power or it's all done. The United States begins its decline and 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 that's it. Putin, okay? Yeah. They want Putin gone. Now, he could die, whatever, who who knows what happens. He's trying to save his country. But in order for right. this to happen is you have to have a, a world that is built around diplomacy, rules, laws, and you cannot have a, a highly dangerous terrorist ring, pedophile, pedophilia ring, um, illicit crime ring running the shots of the governments. And that's what we currently have right now with the Western intelligence agencies and global order. Okay? Right. So in 2024, when the election happened, we know that they cannot steal with votes alone, that they would have to use hammer and scorecard or some other methodology, right? But, but you have to think right. about this. The voting machines are already built that are going to be utilized in 2024. The software right. is already implemented and approved because it takes years of approval process for those types of things, which means that they can only use what they have available to them, which means that they have to go back and use hammer and scorecard the only software that they can have in time in 2024 to make a difference but they cannot use it if that software gets shut down and they know that the american people know exactly what to look for which brings right. us to this is they cannot try to attempt to steal in 2024 because they'll be shut down by russia or they'll be shut down by the american people and the american people are overwhelmingly and i'm telling you it's like 60 percent donald trump okay right. Oh, yeah. So, when we look at 2024, there is not a shot in hell that the left can win. It right. just can't happen. They, they've burned all of their cards, 2018, 2020, 2022. They've burned all of these avenues. They, they cannot steal it in 2024. They can try, and guess what will happen? You go back to, um, uh, which is Ray Dalio, the chairman of Bridgewater Capital, uh, and right. one of the globalists, right? The globalist World Economic Forum, this type of thing. He said in 2024, we're going to have a unique scenario to where the left is not going to believe if the right wins the election and the right's not going to believe if the left wins the election and we're going to be prompted in the Civil War. Why? Because they're calling the shots. They know exactly what's going to happen. They know right. that the right's going to win, the left is going to revolt, and there's going to be a appraisal, and there's going to be civil war. Why? Because that gives Joe Biden the opportunity to seize power and not give the transition of power through the Emergency Powers Act. Or they can have various other different scenarios that come about previous to the election. Like, let me say, nuclear war. If nuclear war happens before the 2024 election, Joe Biden can indefinitely seize power of the government and begin their formulated coup against the constitution through suspension of the constitution suspension of elections through authorities through the war powers act now he can't necessarily do that through the war powers act but he has classified peds that he can go out there but congress would immediately deny them and what would he do in an in in the midst of a world war if we're fighting russia in a world war and it's nuclear and congress comes out and says joe biden you can't do that Joe Biden will go out there and arrest Congress. Why? Because that's what Zelensky did in Ukraine. It's been normalized. 
Yeah. And they'll use the mainstream media to propagate this. That, well, they were standing in our way. We're trying to defend America. And, and these people are pro-Russians. And that's how they would rest hmm. them as pro-Russians. Right. So we have a lot of things that can unfold in the next few years, okay? That right. they're, they very easily want a war with Russia. Why? The war with Russia is the only way out for the globalists. It is the only methodology to win. If, if you're looking at a chessboard, Jim. Right. Right? And you're down to a king, a pawn, and a queen. And your you're waiting for the knights. other person to make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. If you're, your, other, your opponent has knights and bishops and their queen. Right. You have to, you only have a limited amount of moves left on the board. Right. That's where the deep state is right now. So they, I mean, they literally have to figure, they have to wait for some type of mistake. I mean, literally. Or they have to create the scenario where the mistake happens. Problem reaction solution so they either right. have to create a global event that basically pr promulgates world war they have to create a massive cataclysmic natural disaster in close proximity to the election there has to be another pandemic that looks semi natural yeah but the problem is is look at the joe biden administration Look at the people behind it. Look at the deep state. How many mistakes have they made over the last two years? We call out every mistake that they make. We, we catch them in everything that they're doing. There's yeah. nothing that they could do right now that we're not going to call BS on. Which means that you got to remember, it's about perception and control of the narrative, right? Optics. Right. It's about control of the narrative. If they cannot control the narrative, they cannot perform an operation that is seemingly going to undermine the U.S. Constitution because they know that that would lead to civil war and that the people that would go to civil war are not going to fight in the streets. They're going to go right. to their houses. It's going to be like Mel Gibson in Braveheart, right, when, when he goes oh, yeah. into the senator's house that betrayed him with, uh, he kicks the, the, the house's door down with a horse and he has the ball and right. chain. That's what's going to happen, and they know it. And so they yeah. have to be very, very careful from taking orders from above because they know that their lives are at risk. Right. So we are moving into a very critical scenario here in the next 18 months because as this unfolds, it becomes more and more dire for the deep state to hold their control. And also we have articles of impeachment right now against Joe Biden being formulated, Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland is going to get impeached. He's going to get removed. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. And, and Joe Biden's going to get impeached. Joe Biden has retained a lawyer, people. Yep. He is going oh, yeah. to get impeached. And yeah, you and need not kind of impeached, because now everything's going to come out. Everything's going to come out. I mean, this, I, the idea, the amount of the, the money laundering part of it is just the money ties everything. You can have as you can say emotionally I did this or emotionally I did that, but the problem is is the acts of the money laundering, the money you know manipulation, the fact that Hunter Biden bothered to say my dad's sitting right here, you better send over the cash through text message. I mean, how arrogant! I mean, he must have really felt like he was above the law. He was. And they also report now that he was carrying a uh, secret uh, satellite phone uh, uh, that 
Joe Biden, while vice president, was carrying a secret satellite phone that his son was now uh, financing. So the son bought dad a secret satellite phone to communicate with him outside of government uh, apparatuses. I mean, who, That's a real thing. Why would you do that unless you're doing criminal activity? Bingo. Yeah, it Joe is amazing, Biden isn't it? And, and here's the thing: is if Joe Biden goes down, you know what he's going to do? Everybody. Remember, goes remember down. Al Franken when he was? Um, I think it was Al Franken. No, it wasn't Al Franken. It was. Um, uh, yeah, it was Al. Fra- yeah, it was Al Franken. When Al Franken had the apartment building that was basically utilized for prostitution, underage child sex trafficking. Well, how did I miss this they one? Were, oh yeah, this was years ago. And they were okay. trying to take him down, and the police were investigating him. He stood in front of the right. congressional floor and said, If I go down, you all go down, and I will name names. And the next day, uh-huh. the investigation in him was over. Aww. So if Joe That's Biden nice goes down, guess what he's going to do? Goes all, it all goes down. They, it, the house of cards falls, people. This DC is the Dark Panic. Delight Show. I'm Josh Reed. That's Jim Price. You guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the new world order. Welcome back to Dr. Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, your extended lunch hour, Mondays and Wednesdays. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. You know, the things that me and Josh were talking about, there were some pieces he put together that I, and this is the Wayback Machine. This is not something that was just, you know, this today's stuff does directly correlate to the past. And so when we're looking at the situation that he was talking about with Ukraine, and it, it, it completely lines up, folks. When you think about how we learned about Ukraine. How did Ukraine even become a part of our, our our sphere of anything? We weren't doing Ukraine. We weren't thinking of Ukraine six years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago. I mean, I barely even knew where Ukraine was when they first mentioned it the first time when they were talking about the stuff with Joe Biden. And then it, and then it came out again that there's this Russian call, this or not Ukrainian call, that had the prid pro quo and it's amazing to see that that they all this stuff makes connections. But I do appreciate how Josh was able to go back and then piece back together some of the pieces with the scorecard and the other things like that. Because I know there was a lot of other things going on that there were a lot of people trying to do their part, not just one attack or one you know catch or one action or one evil doer or un, one good doer. There was lots and lots and lots of pieces to that. So it's really kind of hard sometimes to always catch all of it at once. And that was it was great that we were going through all that, but this is this is how bad it really is uh, that I mean there has to be the, okay, we have to play 
quiet secret games just like they play quiet secret games and we have to do our part to you know push back and be the difference makers and all these other things but yet at the same time we can't tell them everything we're doing right so then so the problem is is that you have to be careful that we you know we end up end up playing their game a lot like they play it just like they said well you know uh there's nothing wrong with you know having ballot boxes you know, Zuckerberg put you know a lot of money into those, and and so did our you know local states and counties and cities that went and took that money and then made those accessible. But how was it? Just how was it that all these drop boxes just happen to have three and four different camera angles? How are a lot of these uh, drop boxes where we've seen these people doing ballot harvesting? How is it that we saw that? So what's going to happen? Are they going to get mad that we ballot harvest and then they go and shut down the ballot harvesting because? <laughs> Because we're ballot harvesting. I mean, they're like, oh, no, you can't do that because just, oh. So what are they going to do? What's their cheat left? What if we go in and we start pounding envelopes into those boxes just like they have been? Because, see, in reality, guys, we have the same technology, if not you know, equal or greater in some ways. Some of the technologies they have to be able to, to monitor, check, to, to be able to see the election rolls. That's a big, big part of it. The, the election role that you see, you know, that whole thing where you, you know, you, you can see who's voted and who hasn't voted, the election, the, you know, that, that voter role thing, that's actually accessed online and usually with an, a tablet which is connected to the internet, which is updated in real time. So they just sit there and they watch and see who has voted and who hasn't voted. That's really all it is. And they don't really care in a lot of ways when they're stuffing ballots whether that someone has voted or not voted because they'll just go ahead and stuff the ballots anyway because they really are sloppy about it. It doesn't mean it doesn't take a lot of accuracy to do what they're doing. These guys are not like, you know, these are not quantum physicists out there figuring out the math on this. This is just some people just stuffing ballot boxes. There's nothing creative, nothing new about it, nothing that's that's uh, like we haven't seen this before. We saw it in. in all the different elections across this world, and and we know what happens even today. So we don't. It's not a new. We didn't just come up with this. But uh, I do want to read an article here, and I know that uh, we talked about the election stuff. I wanted to wrap that up a little bit with Josh. And great information, guys. You really want to think about what really happened there. A lot of the the mainstream media is, got, is so so. I mean, they just obviously just carry water for the establishment. Um, but this is kind of what you're seeing is that this is all coming apart. It will get better. Uh, we will find out a lot more in the annals of history. Uh, New York to crack down on wood-fired pizza joints to reduce carbon emissions up to 75%. (laughs) So New York City. Is there just like a, is there like just stupid pills that get handed out like on the subway or it it has to be the stuff in the water. There's got to be something that you guys are drinking. Something that happens in New York when you get into that city. I was there. I have visited there in New York City in 2016. I spent several days there over Fourth of July, and uh, you know had a great time. Uh, enjoyed you know seeing the Statue of Liberty from afar away because you can't get next to it unless you plan six months in advance to reserve a spot to go see the Statue of Liberty. Uh, but anyway, I went to did a lot of different things and I, I, I didn't want to leave a, I, I, I really wanted to leave that city. I was, I was glad I was leaving when I left. Uh, I know that sounds weird, but I definitely had enough of it. It smelled a lot like Vegas. It didn't, it wasn't that, uh, that big of a deal to me, but 
Anyway, just uh, this is more stupidity in motion. Uh, so New York City will be cracking down on wood fire pizza joints to reduce car- reduce carbon emission by up to seventy five percent. Guys, listen. Let me explain something to you about wood burning. Wood burning is not detrimental. Wood burning. I I know that this sounds weird. I know that because everything you've been taught is just you know well, and you're out there burning your little chimenea. You're just ruining the earth. Uh, like me and Josh have said in the past, we've talked about this, that the carbon that is, when you go and you burn a tree, what is left? What is left? The ashes. That's the minerals, the carbon, the the solids of the tree. And those ashes actually are super beneficial to your tomato plants, to your everything that you grow in your garden, your roses. Did you know your roses love ashes? Yeah, this is, I mean, so why is it that all, then, oh, but Jim, it's creating heat and, and it's putting all these, oh, these toxic chemicals into the sky. So before we got here, let's do this whole thing. Let's, let's go with their big scientific big bang effect. Can you, I can't hear myself. There we go. Uh, sorry, I was. I didn't mean to do that. Listen, so let's go with their big bang theory. Let's go back a billion years. Or wait, 100 billion. Oh, wait, no, we're in 300 billion. How long have we been? So anyway, somewhere along the line, let's go with the idea that trees started growing. Well, where was the fire department when the trees started growing and then they catch on fire? Where was the fire department, the EPA, and all of your environmentalist tree huggers that ride, you know, plastic kayaks to stop, you know, stop oil tankers? Oh, wait, the plastic was what oil was. Anyway. Where were all these people when the volcanoes were spewing all the crap into the air? Where were all the... Oh, well, no, Jim, it's because we're here now. Now we can now we can control things. We can settle it down. No. No, guys, this, this earth knows how to take care of itself. It doesn't need us. This earth doesn't need us. Now, granted, we've done some damage here and there. But if you ever watch nature, you'll watch an abandoned building, an abandoned house, abandoned stretch of road. What's the first thing that nature does? It takes over. It starts growing grass and trees in the cracks and starts taking down the roof of the building, starts, you know, it just vines growing up over the top of it. The building is, is being taken back by the earth. And you guys think for some reason this earth doesn't know how to take care of itself? And like, again, we know that sunflowers and, and hemp plants both take out radiation out of the soil. We know that there's all these other things that we can do with with plants to actually make the earth better. But what are we doing? We're limiting CO2. We're limiting fire burns. We're limiting these things. Why? Because those things actually are beneficial to the earth. See, they can't continue to control the weather and manipulate you and do all these things. If they are limiting the CO2, that means they can control you. I mean, they control you, but can control the planet. And they're controlling you. The sad part of it is, is when you guys aren't burning... You actually are not contributing to the benefit of the planet. When we think about these things, it's actually ass backwards. Bass backwards. I'm not sure if I was allowed to say ass, but I said it anyway. I said it twice now. Oops. Um, but, you know, the one with the big ear and the floppy tail. New York City. So they're saying all New Yorkers deserve to breathe healthy air. Wood and coal fire stoves are among the largest contributors of harmful pollutants in neighborhoods with poor air quality. Department of Environment Protection spokesman Ted Timber, Timbers said in a statement in the New York Post on Sunday, the common sense rule developed the restaurants and environmental justice groups. 
I'm sorry, this common sense rule developed with restaurant environmental justice groups requires a professional review of whether installing emissions control is feasible. Now, let me give you guys something for a second. I live in the middle of America, okay? I live where you can see the sunset from the north to the south, and you can see this. It's amazing to see the colors in the sky. And I live on an acre of land, which means my neighbors aren't very close to me. And I still have high pollution days. Now, how is that? How is that? I don't have, there's no heavy industry here around here. There's, there's no smelters. There's no gold. There's no uh, coal fire plants. There's no, there's no, uh, you know, lithium mining. There's no, there's no, you know, the manufacturing we have here is mostly assembly. We have uh, Spirit, which is subcontractor Boeing and Beechcraft and uh, those kind of guys, Learjet. We don't have, we don't have, we have uh, Case New Holland where all the skid steers are built. We have, you know, how about uh, the Baylors and the Swathers and the stuff that we make? No, no, man, that couldn't be it. Uh, what about the 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 Ford truck plant up in Kansas City? We got no, they don't they don't emit any emissions either. They're just assembly plants. But why is it we have bad bad pollution days? Guys, if you actually start listening to people who actually know what they're talking about, about the jet stream, about the dust that actually makes it from Saudi Arabia clear to the middle of America, when you start thinking about the, the dust that comes out of Africa that actually lands in parts of Wash, northern Washington state, yeah, up there, what about the fact that we know that China emits in more pollution in one day than what we can do in 100 years? Yeah, China emits in one day what we do in 100 years. So when we're talking about this stuff, we really got to get better with the information. Well, we got a commercial break coming up. I'll talk about this more in just a minute. The smell of gas around you. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of My Pillow has been an amazing patriot, supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to mypillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, the Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to sixty-six percent on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America 
running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalizing spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, this article, I mean, I know I'm kind of trailed off on, on p- different parts of this stuff, but in reality, I'm, what I'm trying to do is draw the big picture back in. And the sad part of this is, is this is just, we, okay, here's, here's what I wanted to tell you guys. I was thinking about this before I got started on the article. The reason that these people think that this is amazing, just like old Pete Buttigieg, the gay guy who said he was going to be president, polled at like 1% and decided to be the transportation director and then screwed up East Palestine and some other things. Yeah, that guy. Um, the reason that a lot of these people don't really think about, okay, th- that the Biden administration is giving $1.7 billion in grants for more um, electric and low emission buses across the country. So $1.7 billion is being bumped into pumped into electric buses but see here's the thing this is kind of like the same uh the same question that this or the way you can understand why how they think how peter Buttigieg and all this these these elites these leftists think that the elites don't think this way the elites know that this doesn't work it's all these virtue signaling little creeps that are hanging on to the elites and trying to get favor with the, the, the they whoever they think is power whichever way benefits them the most they want to do this because it, they're they're allowed to do it, and because it, if they feel like it gives them power, this is the same thing as when someone asks you, "Where does beef come from?" Or that you've seen the videos, "Where does beef come from? Where do where does hamburger come from? From the grocery store? Well, where does the grocery store get it? From the hamburger maker? I mean, they don't know where meat comes from. No different than they would understand where electricity actually comes from, because to them. They don't even think about their electric bill. They don't think about their gas bill. They don't think about their water bill. These people who live in these glass houses, they don't think about bills. They don't think about, wow, oh, man, if I, run the, if I run the water too long, I'll have to pay a higher water bill. They don't care. They're the ones who have the fountains and the pools and the helicopter pads. You know, you know, Al Gore, he's got his little private jetty flies around and selling carbon credits to the world because, you know, that's going to make the world better. If you spend money on carbon credits, then that makes the world better. That's like buying, that's like buying uh, Bitcoin. You know, you really don't ever hold it in your hand, right? Well, that's a carbon credit as well. It's just fictitious. Now, granted, you could create value in Bitcoin by other people creating value in it. And they could say, well, I'll trade you this Bitcoin for that, this thing or that thing. There, there's an agreement there. But there is no exchange on carbon credit except for virtue signaling. Makes your, you makes you feel like you've done something good for the planet, but it's absolutely worthless and wasteful. But what I'm going is, is do you think that Hillary Clinton really thinks about her electric bill ever? Do you think Hillary Clinton ever thinks about firing up the jet and that it costs you know three to five thousand dollars to fly um, fly a jet for an hour? Does she? Do you think that she gives two craps about her gas bill? 
or wh what tires she has on her car or truck that drives her around. See, these people don't actually live in our world because they're, they're completely in a different, isolated world. A lot of these kids are running around doing this Greenpeace crap and doing all this, oh, the world's going to die. Their mommy and daddy are paying for them to go out and protest. Their mommy and daddy or some social justice warrior group is paying for them to go do this, and they don't have a real job, and they don't have to really think about this stuff. And one of the consequences are of saying, we're not going to have wood-fired uh, pizza because we're going to try to lower... The emissions, because wood-fired pizza is the battle now. That's the battleground. Iconic pizzeria known for its wood-fired pizzas. Um, uh, pizzeria is known, uh, well known for the wood-fired pizzas, such as uh, Grimaldi's and I, Lombardi's and others. I'm sorry, there was these are Italian names. I don't want to screw them up. Um, but it says here, but uh, historic Big Apple pizza joints could be forced to dish out mounds of dough under a proposed electric edict directing pollutant spewing coal and wood fire ovens. The Post has learned. The Department of Environmental, Environmental and uh, the, it's my first day here. I don't know. Uh, the New York City Department of Environmental Protection has drafted new rules that would order eateries using the decades old baking method in to slice carbon emissions to 75%. Now, think about this, guys. Have you ever had, I mean, have you ever cooked a, you know, the, the pizza in the box in the electric oven? It's, it's just not that good. I mean, it's good. It's fine. It's edible. But you know, when you go to the wood fire play, uh, pizzerias, when you go, I, I remember I built a, a place here in Wichita called El Ficino. It's the, 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 and so the village. And so I, I built this place. There's a chain of them. Uh, put it in. And I built this wood fire pizza oven. I'd never done one before. I was completely fascinated by it. Really enjoyed building it for this company. And uh, I tell you, there is a difference. But see, you know, when you get that little roller rack pizza that has that little rack that rolls through the gas flame oven, you know, there's a difference between that gas flame oven and a wood fire pizza. There just is. There's a little flavor to it, right? A little bit more. But everything that New York used to be known for is just being thrown away. And who's asking this question? And who's bothering to answer it? Who said, you know, you know, we could we could eliminate a lot of this pollution if we just get rid of them wood fire wood fire you know those wood fire pizza places. They're just they're just killing the city. How about how about just being crappy people's kill, killing the city? How about people involved in, in this high-compressed civilization? They're killing the city. How about the fact that we don't actually just treat each other decently anymore? That's killing the city. Go back to the movie Ghostbusters. What about the big green sewage, you know, uh, evil, you know, evil emotions, evil feelings that were running down through the sewers? Remember that whole thing where it was like, what is the green goo flowing under the city? Well, it was anger. It was meanness. It was spite. It was just, it was just cruelty. How about if we all just figured out how to stay out of each other's business and then embrace how great each other is? Isn't that what they say they're trying to do on their side when they're trying to sexualize your children? Oh, just leave us alone. Well, no, we're, we'll leave you alone. You just leave our kids alone. Leave us alone. Go do your thing. But when you're going you're gonna, to you know, hang your dangler in front of little kids, I'm going to have a problem with it. And I don't care if they're my kids or not. But see, the problem is, is that this is what we've done now. America is so amazing. We got so much time and so much free time, so much extra that we can just make up imaginary crap to worry about. And we're going to worry about pizza ovens because 
that's going to fix it. Not the fact that we we don't have, you know, we don't think of uh, architecture and technology in the way we should when we build our buildings to make them, you know, work with the environment and, and how they should face different directions, different times of year, how windows should be put in or should not be put in, what kind of insulation we put in. Let's not worry about that. Let's not worry about on our day-to-day basis what we do, which is really stupidity in motion. Let's go back and retro back and say, hey, you can't have that pizza oven. So what's going to happen? A guy has a fire in his, in his, in his uh, pizzeria that's been there for you know generations, and uh, they have to go in and gut the whole thing out, but he can't put a new pizza oven back in that's uh, a wood fire pizza oven because the, the, the rules have now changed his business model. So why come back into business? Why be a part of it? You think he's going to get the same effect, that same taste from an electric oven? Or from a well, but remember they're getting rid of gas stoves, guys. So they're not going to let you have a gas that little gas rack thing that they send the pizza through, you know, like they do at Pizza Hut and some of the other chains. You know, they're they're going to change that all over to electric, and so now you got to wait on electric pizza. So electric pizza is going to be your new thing, guys. Just enjoy it and uh, don't worry about that. But City of New York, they're they're on top of things. They're not they're not going to let any of that pollutant out of there. I'm just waiting for the whole um, what they had the butthole f- filter. So all you people out there farting like those cows are getting rid of, well, they're going to start collecting your farts and making sure you don't pollute the air as well. You guys are a part of the problem. You guys understand that you're actually the real source of everything. They don't have a problem with the cows. It's really you. It's really keeping you weak. They don't want you eating meat because they have proven, science has proven, social groups have proven, that everything is proven through the annals of time that actual meat protein is absolutely what keeps you vile or virile and, st- and have strength and keep your mind moving and all that stuff. Maybe I need more meat this morning. My mind's not working. You got to understand, they don't want you going to meat. They want you going to bugs and plants that they can put glyphosate on. And you look at glyphosate and what really is on glyphosate, this is the stuff that is in the water. When they talk about um, the, the glyphosate, when you actually think about what glyphosate is, it's what's turning the frogs gay. Remember the whole, you know, the whole uh, Alex Jones thing where everybody's criticizing him? That, and I, and I, I knew what he was talking about, and, I, and what's been great is Robert Kennedy has actually brought the conversation back up, and he is on Joe Rogan saying, listen, this is what's really going on. This is how this really works. Uh, this glyphosate goes into the water system, goes into the plants, and this is what you're up against. This is scary, guys. Oh, the pizza. All right, guys, like a commercial break coming up. Be back here in just a few minutes. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's some order. Bells will ring, tingling, ling, tingling, ling, and you'll sing the Isabella. Hearts will play tippy tippy tay, tippy tippy tay, like a guitar and Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, here on the extended lunch hour, Mondays and Wednesdays. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah, I just. It's a sad deal. This this whole this article goes on to say uh, the owner of one of Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn joints says he's already tossed twenty thousand dollars on an air filter system to uh, 
in anticipation for the new mandate. So he's saying that it's going to take him twenty grand. Now, the, guys, this was the initial ups, uh, upstart cost of this. This was what it takes to get it started, right? But that's not the monthly or weekly maintenance to that. That's that's just the initial upfront cost. So how many pizzas you got to make to get twenty grand to go ahead and pay for the air filter, and then have someone to go ahead and maintain that? This is. Uh, I know I went a long ways around the bush on this whole thing, but what a sad, sad deal that we actually have people out there that believe this is the answer to a question that nobody's asked. And again, I don't know when you guys were out there going, and I, and you guys are, you guys, hey, you guys are all part of the same boat. I know that you guys think that New York is this far, far away a land that doesn't affect anything, but it seems like New York affects a lot of us. And the sad part of it is, is that you guys are going to get the brunt of it up front. No more gas stoves for you guys, and no more wood burning. Uh, no wood burning for that old uh, pizza thing you're doing there. This is, this is absolutely. I mean, it's counterintuitive to the the Constitution. It's counterintuitive to everything that we know uh, in the environment. It's counterintuitive to just. I mean, everything. It does not make sense. None of this works. None of their plans work. None of it. I don't care how many. I don't care if you switched everything. Guys, do you understand that if we switched everything to to get uh, to electric, we would only have about four hours of power out of one or four hour yeah four hours of power for one day. If we went all to solar panels and went all wind generation, that we would only have about four hours as America. Do you know that? Do you guys know that? You guys realize this, right? That right now we only have like two minutes. Of battery storage, and even if we switched every like we tried to really our best, our hardest, the best we could do is four hours of electrical power, and then that's it for the rest of the year. No, guys, I don't think you guys realize this. That see, the the thing is, is when we think about our industries that we do have, you know, you think about what a coal what a coal fire plant does for the environment that you're thinking it's so bad, but what do you usually see around coal fire plants? Trees, wildlife, acreage, EPA up their butt. But what is the other thing that you guys, when you're thinking about when you have to refine the metal that goes into a cold fire plant, how does that metal get refined? You think some guy's over there with a little propane torch or oxyacetylene, you know, heating up some iron ore and melting it down? It's done with electrolysis. The amount of electricity that goes into these big, huge uh, urns that they do this with, and which is a fascinating process, and the guys that had the moxie to go and create these, you know, these <laughs> cauldrons and do this entire process. I mean, what amazing feats of engineering! These were men who were determined to do something which was melt down metal so you could use it in your daily life. Are you telling me he's going to be able to melt down that metal, make that molten metal at those thousands of degrees, thousands of degree temperatures? You think he's going to get there with solar plant, uh, solar power, wind generation? No, none of this works. Do you know that the, you know that just to do the oil refinery stuff that there's an enormous amount of power that goes there? Well, you know where they get their benefit from from coal. But we don't want to talk about it. How about when we talk about lithium mining? Do you know the amount of energy that lithium mining takes in itself? It is so irresponsible to lithium mine, it's unbelievable. Lithium mining, I'm telling you right now, you guys should not be proud there's a lithium mine in your phone. You shouldn't be proud there's a lithium mine in your, or lithium uh, uh, battery in your uh, laptop. I've said mine, I meant, I meant uh, phone, a battery. If you have a lithium battery in anything you have, you should not be proud of it. Lithium, first of all, is toxic, 
and not kind of toxic. It is to- it'll kill you. Okay? It will kill you. Catch lithium on fire. The invisible vapors that you don't see coming off of it, like an alcohol fire, it's going to kill you. Yeah, that's that's plain and simple. Lithium batteries are super toxic. Now, granted, we don't have the battery spill, the acid spill stuff we used to get with regular regular batteries we used to get from, you know, uh, Energizer and those kind of things. But at the end of the day, lithium is not the answer. Lithium is not the answer at all. And the fact that we sit here and continue to run back to that well really scares the pants off of me. But, you know, what do I know? I just sit here and rail against all this over and over again. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Uh, there was this whole thing with what happened over the weekend with Russia. I knew there was going to be more coming out. It was too convenient to have it over the weekend. Uh, but I really felt like there was a, uh, um, a double screw to the double screw, right? Is what, how I kind of want to formulate that, my analogy of what was happening in Russia over the weekend. And when you think about what I'm saying there is I'm saying like, I think that we, I think we, I said, I think we sent our boys in there. I think we paid our mercenaries, just like that six, you know, that six point two billion dollars that just happened to come up missing in the the Pentagon, and then just suddenly we had a coup in Russia. I don't know, guys. I mean, okay, so we overgave six point two billion dollars in military equipment and aid to Ukraine, and then oops, suddenly we have a. Uh, Russia coup going on where there's this militia militants that are coming out of nowhere that suddenly have, you know, money and coordination and all this technology. See, these are the sad things about that we're seeing that this whole thing is right in front of our face, but we don't want to talk about it, right? I do want to mention uh, the article that I was reading about the the uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden used secret global cell phone while he was vice president, paid for by Hunter Biden's uh, firm. And this is actually from uh, Peter Schweitzer claims uh, that he's out there talking about this. He was on uh, he was on Fox on Maria Bartoloma Bartonoma Roma Bartoroma. I'm sorry, I messed those names up. Anyway, she was uh, she was having that conversation with him, and I don't think we actually realize, guys, that all this is happening in real time. You should be giddy excited. I mean, giddy like. Like that kind of giddy, whatever. I don't know what your giddy excited what it looks like, but we're going to go with you guys should be. This stuff is great. Okay, you guys think that the Durham report was a nothing, and there's a lot of things in there that it seemed like things fell short. But the only thing that I'm going to give you on that whole thing is that remember, there is the declassified version, which is what they talked about in the House. And the House of Representatives meetings and that, that that whole thing, and then there's the classified version, and then there's the secret version. So there's other levels. Like so, okay. So for example, when I was doing my DoD contracting for almost 18 years, okay, 17 and a half years of my life, I did this. I I put together a different things that different people can see different things, even though they're supposedly all seeing the same thing in the same room. So when you put together a theater. And you, you know, whoever you are, Mr. Corporal, Mr. Sergeant, Mr. General, Mr. Colonel, whatever, Captain, when you plug in your laptop to your your line, you're going to receive the information that you're supposed to receive on that mission, on that disclosure, what you're going to get. And this is this is the kind of stuff where I wish that we all kind of paid attention to this. When they talk about things openly on TV... 
They're not telling us the secrets. They're not telling us the classified parts. They're not telling us all the good stuff. Because remember, everything's classified now. Everything. And the thing is, is that's a, that's a big bear trap for a lot of people because a lot of times you'll end up having something classified that you didn't know was classified. Someone handed it to you that was outside of the regular regular whatever. You don't you didn't know that it's possible to have those things, but at the same time, everything's classified, guys. Everything is classified, and what you guys got was the Reader's Digest cover version of the Durham report because there's so much more to this. And see, that's why when you see them answering, you see them like, well, you know, according to the report I gave you, according to this report that's been released to the public, according, do you see how the, the words have meanings? I mean, there's a lot of things that go in behind this that's not always just, you know, oh, we're not getting all the truth. We're not getting big old dump of everything out. No, we're not getting that. We're only getting what they want us to hear. And trust me, there are fingers on the there's fingers on the trigger. There's a finger on the on the balance scale. There are people putting their weight as much as they can onto every single part of this, so that their part doesn't get exposed. It doesn't hurt them. It keeps their job. And let me tell you guys, most of this stuff, most of these people of bureaucracy, are trying to keep a job that they're not that proud of. They're just trying to keep a job. Because they got bills, they put in a pool, they got a house payment, they got a pool payment, they got, you know, they just bought an extra car for the kid going to college. And so they have other reasons. It's not always, it's not always nefarious. It's just they're just trying to keep, they're just trying to figure out who the winner's going to be. They're just trying to keep in graces with them. And that's what they're doing. By them keeping their finger on the scale of things, by them looking around for ways to slow paperwork up or speed it up or slow it down or make it this or leave a page out. That's done purposely. And this is that bureaucracy that we talk about. No different than the ATFs turning 20, the low numbers, about 20 million Americans into felons. And I've told you guys this on air. And if you go, hey, you've been warned. Ah, sorry, I had to take a drink there. Um, you've been warned. You've been warned. The government, the ATF, has made 22 million of you, and they have your billing addresses. They have your name and number. They have your credit card that you paid for that that, that little pistol brace with. That's why they're going around door to door. They're doing this. They're going to 22 million doors to find all these pistol braces. The sad part of it is they can come in with a warrant now because you're a felon. Because they changed the rules halfway through the game, and they didn't tell you. All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up uh, here at WYSL. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. 
My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we uh, actually we don't. You know, I'm gonna go with the. I, I'm gonna go with we don't need education. Now, Jim, you understand the failure of our society will crumble and fall, and we'll all die in despair because we don't have an education, and we'll be so stupider because we don't have this education system helping us along. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, we got all the way through about, oh, up to about 100 years ago. We didn't need a Department of Education. We didn't need all that crap, and we did amazing things. We did amazing things. We created, we created the Industrial Revolution. We had all kinds of uh, neat stuff happening and technologies that we were really enjoying the benefits of all those things. But we decided the Department of Education will be a better thing. Thank you, Rockefeller Institute. Yeah, guys, Rockefellers, too, look into them and the tentacles in which they live in your life right now. You will be ashamed that that Mr. Rockefeller touches you everywhere and not in the way you want. All right, let's go on to this article here. It says this is actually from uh, uh, com. Put this out. Uh, Spencer Drake says a uh, recent report shows that reading and math scores among American 13-year-olds th- are rapidly declining. Oh, well, if you're teaching to the test and teaching them how to masturbate every day, I guess you're not teaching them how to do math and uh, uh, re- uh, reading, so that's fine. The National Assessment for Educational Progress recently issued a report assessing uh, American academic... Uh, and uh, so, so, uh, so since 2020, so since 2020, since the pandemic, reading and math scores among the 13-year-olds has dropped four to nine points, respectively. Uh, the American test scores in that category have been gradually declining since 2012, but in the last several years, it's taken a nosedive. Well, what happened in 2020, folks? Oh, that's when we shut whole, the whole world down because there was a big fart in the wind that was going to kill us all. The coronavirus, the Mexican beer flu was going to kill Nana. Well, now that we see that the education process really wasn't that necessary because all the stuff that we were seeing at this home, at home learning stuff showed us the teachers were a bunch of ding dongs and weren't doing what they should to teach or educate children. And doing the at home stuff really showed that these kids really aren't learning anything except for sitting on their butt, learning how to be 
you know, doers at a screen instead of people that were actually creative and actually going out there and solving problems for the world that really exists, not imaginary wood-fired pizza problems. That's not a problem. Wood-fired pizza is good. Not having wood-fired pizza is bad. This is what we are doing, folks. But anyway, this is this is happening in real time. So the assessment for uh, performance pair. Um, see, is it in which the NAEP determined that literacy and school participation have dropped. 31% of students do not read for fun at all, up to 22%. Uh, that's up from 22% in 2012. So in 2012, uh, it has jumped up 22%. Since 2012, it's jumped up 22%. Kids do not read for fun. Meanwhile, 14%... Uh, read almost every day, down from 27%. So that's been cut in half. So people were reading at 14% or or reading at 27% every day. 27% of people were reading every day, or students, I guess I should say. And they're not, just not. 14%, that's plus or minus, that's almost zero, right? I guess, because I'm doing math. I'm doing common core math, so everything just is imaginary anyway. Uh, We... uh, all we've done is create a system where we cycle students through so they get the piece of get that piece of paper something that uh that's this is not a big deal anymore they don't even need this piece of paper the the high school diploma it doesn't matter see the problem is okay let's have okay when you walk when you've ever been to an application i mean i know that they ask you for your high school and your college and all that stuff on the education but if you put nothing in there do they really not hire you I mean, seriously, the only time that I've ever had – I've only I've met two people that talked to me about when they have their, their transcripts pulled from college. One was an accountant, and the other was an engineer. And other than that, that's it. I, I, guys, I, I don't know why we think that running down a high school education is really as a necessity as we think it is. You could go to college without a high school diploma. Do you know that? You go to college any time. You don't have to show your transcripts. You can be whoever you want to be. I mean, that's just the city silly part of this. You can go to you can go to a tech school whenever you want. You can go start learning welding whenever you need to. But this is the part where I don't think we realize what we've lost in society by institutionalizing everything. Did you know that there is a system of Japanese carpenters, and these Japanese carpenters are some of these people where you watch them. And I I'm a carpenter. I love working with wood. I love. You know, I love doing stuff with wood. I, I've done a lot of cabinetry jobs. I've done, you know, lots of cool stuff in houses and things. And I've made furniture, and I enjoy it. I don't only have the time to enjoy it, but I do enjoy it. But in China, in Japan, they bring on their children at seven, six and seven years old to come start working in the woodworking shop. And they're not allowed to touch a tool. I think it's for like several years, like five or six years. And they're there just to observe. They're there to listen. They're there to be a part of, but not do. They're going through their internship program. And so the sad part of it is, is even though they start at that early age, they're not allowed to actually start producing anything until they're like in their 20s. And it's just because it takes so long to learn the characteristics of wood. The characteristics of how a knife or a chisel will cut through wood or through the fibers of that that wood or how stain will take or how you can carve certain things or mold certain things or burnish or polish certain things. And so the thing is, is that in Japan, they know that that's an absolute necessity to be able to teach these kids these long-term carpentry skills. They're not going to school for this. 
The work is the school. And the thing is, that's how they become a master. But you know that we've quit doing that? Even in Japan, they've stopped doing this, where they're not passing down that generational knowledge. Just like a farmer. You know, a farmer's kid, you know, about the time they're able to walk, they're out there and they're, they're slopping the hogs and they're and they're they're getting the chicken eggs and they're they're you know plucking the feathers on the chicken they just killed so they can have dinner. And they're learning about life and they're learning about death and they're learning about the cycles of things and they're learning about how the weather affects and what the skies mean and what the soil's telling you and all these different things that takes decades of education. And it's no different than my son. My son grew up on the job site with me. I mean, I remember I'd pick him up half-day kindergarten. He came to work with me, and I enjoyed that year with him so much. But this kid, he was five years old, walking on the basement walls. We'd go to the job site. I'd have a basement just poured. I'd get up there. I'd be walking around. He would get up there and walk around as well. And that's just what he did. He walked around on the open basement. You know, it wasn't filled in on either side. It had just been poured. The panels had been pulled off. Yeah, he'd walk up there with the ankle bolts hanging out, and he would just do what Dad was doing, and he would hear me talking to the dirt work guy or hear me talking to the carpenter or the plumber. And, you know, it's like, all right, so when we get get this done. And so his entire life as he was younger, he went to the job sites. He went out there. I got my general contractor's license in 99. He was born in 95. You know, so he understood this stuff. He When he wanted to go to work with Dad, I knew what he was doing. He's coming with me. We're going to hang out. And, you know, he'd listen to Paul Harvey in the middle of the day on the radio and Listen to Paul Harvey at the rest of the story at the other day, and that he he's a twenty eight year old man who loves Paul Harvey, but you know that. But I took him with me, and he learned those things directly from me as I was there, and he learned the skills that you just can't learn in college. He learned things about things and how to just do things and figure out and just make problem solving, and how do you communicate with human beings that are in an adversarial situation that maybe they screwed something up and now you need to get them to fix it. And he heard me work through that process with those people that did something wrong on the job that had to be fixed. But he learned those life skills, and these are the things that we don't do for each other anymore. Well, just send them to college, send them to school, send them here, send them there. No, keep your kids close. You want to raise, you want to raise a, an amazing human being, keep them out of the education system, folks. They're not learning anything anyway. This article here, is, I, even though I chopped it up a little bit, is pointing out to you that we are in a huge decline. In just the last f- three years, we've lost nine points. That's a nine percentage points. They're gone. How are you going to get that back in those kids' life? All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging around the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. It's been fantastic having you guys here. Remember, I'm going to be in studio Friday, so look forward to seeing you guys. And now, obviously, at the meet and greet Sunday, so... Be ready, guys. I'm coming to town. All right, guys. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.